How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, Ray Dinger, we are about a month away from the NFL draft. I know at your house the yellow legal pads are just burning up. So let us go now to the weekly Ray Dinger NFL Draft Preview. Well, you're right. The yellow tablets have been uh, they're, they're piled uh, they're piled high on the kitchen table right now. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I enjoy it. I'm uh, ever since the season's ended and we've gone through the Senior Bowl and then the Combine, I've been furiously taking my notes and uh, I spent a lot of time talking about the defense. And I'm gonna I, I swear I will get to the offensive players. I swear I will get to that next week or the week after. But I, I'm. I'm still kind of focused on the defense and the defensive line because it's an area where I think the Eagles need help. And I think there's a lot of players, really good players, coming out in this draft. And I'm going to address defensive line here again today, uh, talking about two players. Uh, and I'm going to start with David Ajabo, who's the uh, defensive end from the University of Michigan, who um, was a fast riser this season. By the end of the season, everybody knew Aiden Hutchinson is the elite player on that defensive line out at Michigan and is going to be a top three pick in this draft, if not the number one player. I mean, he's that good. Um, but the guy on the other side of that line, David Ajabo, is, is a late riser. He's a late bloomer. He's a kid who was born in Nigeria. He was raised in Scotland. He didn't really start playing football, though. His family moved here. There's a lot he still has to learn, but, man, is he an athlete. 6'4", 250 pounds, and every time he played, he just saw him get better and better. His ceiling, and coaches love to talk about the ceiling now. His ceiling was enormous. And he would have been a top Certainly a top 20 pick in this draft, but Michigan had their pro day this week, and while Aiden Hutchinson was dazzling everybody with his workout, David Ajabu went down, uh, and I saw the footage, and when I saw him go down, I th- he grabbed his leg, and I thought, well, okay, maybe it's just a high ankle sprain, which ain't good, but I thought, maybe it's not that bad. It turns out he tore his Achilles. Yeah. Can so, I say one thing about, because I watched that same video. Right. He goes down in a heap, and he's writhing around on the ground, and nobody comes out to help him. Right. I know this is just a trivial point, not related to what you're saying, but it struck me. And, in fact, th- there's a guy who's, like, running the drill who just, like, picks up the ball that he dropped and walks away. Could they be less concerned about him? No, I thought that was <laughs> – I've, I've seen that before. I can't say I never saw that. I never saw that before. But I, I, I was sort of struck by the same thing because it was clear this was not a, this was not a minor injury. I mean, it was clear that he, he was really hurt and he was really in pain. Um, but now the question is, what does this mean for him with the draft coming up? And we had, we had Dr. Pollard on yesterday, and we talked about this. You know, and Dr. Pollard was talking about the difference in positions and how if you're a defensive back or you're a wide receiver, 
An Achilles tear is probably more problematic because those are those are positions that require that kind of movement and really stress on the Achilles. And you don't have to remind Eagles fans what happened with Sidney Jones. Yeah, that's and, a great comparison. Yeah, I mean, he went down in exactly the same situation. His pro day, here was a guy who was probably, in a lot of people's minds, the number one cornerback coming out in the draft, goes down on his pro day with a torn Achilles. The Eagles decided, we're going to take a flyer on him in the second round, and you saw what happened. I mean, he hardly got on the field, and when he did get on the field, you were sorry he did. Uh, and so sometimes that happens. Um, what does this mean for David Ajabu? Why I think what makes this interesting is... The doctor was saying sometimes with defensive linemen, it's a little easier and not quite as problematic to come back from Achilles because explosion isn't necessarily what you need. It's a strength position. I will tell you David Ajabo is an exception to that rule because his game is all about explosion. I mean, his game is all about that first step, that takeoff. I mean, when he went to the combine and worked out at the combine, um, one of the things that just blew me away was he did a 35-inch vertical, which is, I mean, that's almost like that's almost like defensive back standards. I mean, that's the kind of athlete he was at 250 pounds. So, if I think that's what's really going to scare people is a guy like that who's so reliant on that first step quickness, which is all about explosion, is how well is he going to come back from an Achilles tear? And I think, you know, I had heard his name linked with the Eagles a lot because they're looking for pass rushers. And he figured to be right in that 15, 16, 19 where the Eagles were going to be drafting. I had heard that the Eagles were very interested in him. A lot of mock drafts had him going to the Eagles. And now what do you do if you're the Eagles? What do you do? And where Second does David, rounder, Ray. Where does David Ajabu go? Um, yeah. I, was really sorry to, I was really sorry to see that happen because everybody has told me what a wonderful young man he is. I really think he had a chance to come to the NFL, would have come in with a, <laughs> with a first-round pick and a chance to do some great things. Now, I just don't know. I'll, I still think he'll probably be picked. Somebody just is going to probably take a shot on him, almost Sidney Jones-like, probably in the second round, and maybe it'll work out for him, but it's a huge, huge risk. Yeah, it's really a darn shame. It is. Yeah, and the, uh, the other... that young guy, you, yeah, you hate that. Yep, yep, yep. And the last thing I wanted to address on the defensive line uh, is Jordan Davis, uh, is the defensive tackle from the massive defensive tackle from right. Georgia. When we saw him Friday night when you were getting that great Reds Bagnell Award, down at the Maxwell Football Club, and I and I got to stand like within three feet of him. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, the sky disappeared. Yeah, he casts a big shadow, doesn't he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's six feet six. Uh, he told me that he played at 356 pounds this year, um, and he was. And it, believe me, it didn't hurt him. Uh, but he 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 went into real serious training at the end of the season after they won the national championship. Got down to 340, and then when it went to the Indianapolis, went to the combine, and just tested tremendously well uh ran up just blew everybody away with a 4840 no one had ever seen anything like that before and tested great uh so now one of the things that i was thinking about looking at the draft i was looking at where jordan davis was before all of this and i felt like he was probably going to still be on the board when the eagles came up in that 15 16 area i thought he was still going to be there and he would have really interested me as a player because I know everybody's talking about the edge rushers and everybody wants the edge rushers and the pressure from the edge. And there are a lot of them. There are really a lot of them in this draft. But there's really only one player like Davis. And the, the drop-off from him to the next interior defensive lineman is very steep. So if you're looking to get stronger in the middle and get a big interior guy that can get you some interior pressure, collapse the pocket, Davis was kind of that guy. And even though nobody was thinking about him or talking about him going to the Eagles Given the situation with Fletcher Cox and whether he was going to be back or in what role he was going to be back, 
Davis really appealed to me because the more I watched Georgia this year, the more impressed I became. I mean, Nicobe Dean is a terrific player at middle linebacker, but a lot of his success was predicated on Davis's ability to just eat up all the blockers and give Dean room to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's a guy that's going to come into the NFL, and I think he's going to be a force right away. I, I really do. I don't know what he's going to play at. He's probably not going to stay at 340. He'll probably put on another 10 pounds or so. But if you watch the way he uses his hands, how quick he is off the ball, uh, and the speed that he has, I mean, which is remarkable for a big man. I mean, he can chase down plays on the outside. I mean, teams are trying to run stretch or zone read. He can get there. You know, he'll, you can't run right at him. You can't move him on the block. But he'll go get you if you're running zone read to the outside. He's a very, very rare player. The problem is I think he's tested so well now and interviewed so well now that I don't think he's going to be there at 15. I think he's going to be a top 10 pick. I'd be yeah. shocked if he wasn't. Yeah, well, darn shame. Uh, I wish him well. He seemed like a nice kid. Let us go. Larry in Ridley Park has wanted to talk about the NFL draft for two days. Larry, this is your moment, pal. Good morning, everybody. This is the first time I've had to call you on a Sunday, so I'm really enjoying the talk. And, Ray, I'll get right to my question. Sure. Um, have you put your mock draft together yet? Um, no, not totally. I, I haven't. Uh, let me let me amend that. I haven't done a team by team where I try and match player to team. But I have right. I have like I have like how I rank the players through the first two rounds. Right. Okay, Ray. I want to put you in the shoes of Howie Roseman. Two questions. What would you do at fifteen, sixteen, and nineteen? And what do you think he's going to do? Because Ray, I got this big gut feeling that he's going to reach for a player again. Well, um, my gut feeling, if, if to answer your question, the first part of it, if, if I were in his shoes, um, I would, I would do the thing that they always say that they do, but they don't often do, which is stay true to your board. You don't go reaching for players. Uh, don't go trying. Don't go taking a player to fill a need who you've got a lower grade on than somebody else. Take the highest rated player in an area where you need help. It's the safest way to go. I mean, there are no guarantees with any of it. But when teams say, okay, we got to pick an offensive tackle here, and they lock themselves into that one one thought, and then you wind up and you're picking 15th or something, and the guy, the best offensive tackle that's sitting there is a guy that you know in your heart of hearts is probably a third-round pick, but you're, you're, now, you're now committed as an organization. Okay, we got to take the tackle. And you're going to take a tackle, and I guarantee he's going to disappoint you. He ain't going to. Necess- they're not all. They're not all Kevin Allen, okay? But but sometimes you know, and sometimes uh, they they can they can be Luke Jokel. I mean, it, it, that's that, that's what that's what can happen. So you have to be open to all possibilities. But I would not be. Well, I would not be adverse to the idea of just sitting there at fifteen, sixteen, and nineteen and taking the three best players. But I, I, I know how I know Howie well enough that I have a feeling that with that much ammunition, he's going to want to wheel and deal. Right, right. If there's a player that's out there, and let's say he's at ten, so you're five picks down from it, who would the player be that you would be willing to dress up for? And then, Ray, my last question is, who do you think, and who will you like to see and pick at fifteen, sixteen, and nineteen? And I'll hang up and listen. All right. Okay. Anybody I, you would reach up for that you see going around tennis? Uh, Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis. <laughs> Honestly, I'm you know I, I really I, I really was thinking that because I don't I was thinking that he would be a I I was thinking he would be an option at fifteen because I thought everybody there was going to be this 
this gold rush for edge rushers. Everybody was going to be drafting the edge rushers early, and Davis was going to probably fall farther than he needed to. But right now, I don't think that's going to happen. I think if you want him, you're going to have to go into the top 10. 10 to me sounds probably about right, 9, 10. Would, Would I trade up to get him? Yeah, I would seriously think about it. I really would. Okay. Um, but the other guy, and again, it's another – I'm really locked into Georgia guys, I guess. But, I mean, uh, Trayvon Walker. Nothing wrong with that right now. No, I, I have – you know, um, Larry was just asking, have I done my mock draft yet? Not really because I haven't met, tried to match player to team because I still think there's going to be a lot of movement there. But I, what I've done is I've done, I've done a, a rating of my players through three rounds. So I kind of have an idea of where guys fall. And right now I have – seven Georgia defensive players going in the first two rounds. Well, I hope the Eagles get at least one of those. Yeah, and, and Walker and Davis are both really, really good defensive linemen. Uh, one interior, one on the edge, and then, as I said, Nakobe Dean to me is a guy that I think should absolutely yeah. be a first-round player. Nice. Uh, let's get Brian Middleton up here. Hey, Brian. Oh, uh, good morning, gentlemen. How are you? All right. Always a pleasure. And I do have a question about the draft, too, but I have to get this out first regarding Claude Drew. I've always felt like He's gotten a pass, you know, because if you give me the comparable player in any other sport, baseball, basketball, football, we criticize them if the team doesn't win at all. And, and to me, it's just, and I respect you guys. I'm not a hockey expert. I, you know, I love playoff hockey. But, but at some point, does he get anything? Or is it always just, well, he didn't have the right players around him? No, I, I think mean, he's taken a lot of criticism, actually, over the years. It's, it's funny. It appears that people think of Claude Giroux, basically, there's two, there's two lanes here. One lane is, the guy was here for all these years, they never won anything, he was the captain, he deserves a good part of the blame. Exactly. The other That's is... That's where I am. Uh, okay, hold on. The other is, hey, he was a terrific player who had nothing around him and no opportunity to succeed. I think the truth's kind of somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Uh, I probably lean more toward the second than the first, but Brian, I'm not going to tell you your opinion is not with merit here because it is. Okay. There yeah, were moments I, I... in there were moments in playoffs and big games during his tenure here where you would have expected more. Yeah, that, that seems reasonable. I mean, I respect his professionalism and all that, and uh, like you said, probably somewhere in the middle of those two thoughts is probably where he should be uh, thought of uh, regarding the NFL. Now. I would not normally disagree with the, the dean, the expert of uh, NFL football, but for me, the best blocking wide receiver is actually Chris Godwin. And uh, maybe that's because I'm partial. He's a kid from Middletown. And, uh, but uh, I know Robert Woods is good, but to me, I would have loved Chris Godwin. I know he's been re-signed now by the Tampa Bay Bucks. That option's off the table. What yeah. about trading for D.K. Metcalf? Um, to me, it looks like the uh, – Seahawks are trying to go in a different direction, obviously. I mean, would they be willing to part with him? No, I don't think so. No, he's too he's too young and he's too good. Yeah. I, I think the I think the Seahawks are in the midst of a rebuilding. Um, but if you're going to rebuild, you have to rebuild around something. You know, and and he would be part of whatever kind of a young core you're putting together. So great thought. I mean the Eagles listen, the Eagles had their shot at DK Metcalf. They had their they had their shot at him when he came out in the draft, and they decided they wanted they liked JJ Arcega Whiteside better. Uh, the interesting thing with the Seahawks and the Colts and the Saints and maybe the Falcons and others, it will now be to see where this quarterback roulette goes. 
Um, right. You know, once Deshaun Watson goes to Cleveland, and now Baker Mayfield's going to be out of there, and Carson Wentz moves from Indy to Washington, and so on, and and Russell Wilson moves out of Seattle to Denver. I think the next couple of weeks is going to be fascinating to watch the quarterback scramble. Yeah, yeah. Well, Baker Mayfield is the next shoe to drop. There's no question about that. I mean, he's got no future in Cleveland anymore. And uh, he's made that pretty obvious. He wants out. Well, uh, I don't blame him. Do you? No, no. I mean, some of it is of his own doing. I mean, some of the stuff that got got into. I mean, but that's anybody that knows Baker – knows that that this kind of stuff just follows him you know i mean he's not johnny manzel and i'm not trying to say that he is there's a lot of drama but there's but everywhere he goes there's drama Uh, and i'll and and it's and and he generates a lot of it and um and i think he's still got talent i was a little surprised that he was the first overall pick in the draft i didn't see him as that kind of player but he's a guy that can still win in the national football league and to me the two situations that that look like obvious fits to me are the ones that you mentioned to be Indianapolis and Seattle? That right now those are those are two NFL teams that really don't have a quarterback. Yeah, and I, I think you know when the season starts, he's going to be playing for one or the other. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four best caller of the day gets a fifty dollars gift card to Shibe Sports. Coming up, Ray, the hundredth anniversary of WIP, which uh, I, Joe Conklin did a great song that I heard on Friday. I don't know that people have had a whole opportunity to hear it, so I want to play that and talk about the history a little bit. Ray and Glenn, Sunday on 94 WIP. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.